Gosh, guys, it's been so long since I've seen you. It's been a while. I I, uh, <laughs> I kind of forgot what you look like. They can't see. Especially that. when Zach Trusting my face. makes faces like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the pod, Zach. Hello. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> it's been a bit, actually. Yeah. When was the last? When was the last episode? If if y'all even remember. I think it was. E3 season. It's been a long time. That sounds right. <laughs> Holy shit. That sounds right. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been E3? really long. What the Good fuck? Good to have you back. Cuz like we we hung out uh me, Oren and Aaron. Uh uh Aaron was Deathloop. in town in Chicago. Uh, oh, Deathloop was the last one. But yeah, we okay. hung out physically in Chicago. So that's kind of I'm like that was a podcast episode. It was not. That was just normal life. We didn't Make yeah, content if we do it again, we should record that. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Everything's uh, content, Aaron. Everything. That's an unreleased pod. It's a lost pod. That's, yeah, that's, right. It will never be Not even Kevin recovered. has access to that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's true. I it's don't probably know for the best. It's probably for the best. Uh, well, okay. You guys you guys thawing out up there in Chicago? Shit oh, warm? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, today's like okay. it's wet. I went on a beautiful walk a today. Yeah, it's finally get started. This is like the first nice day in about nine months. It feels like there was like an eighty degree day like a week or two ago, just out of the blue for no reason. Terribly yeah. hot in my apartment, but then it, mm. it went back down. So, you know, we hmm. get those spikes, but it'll be hot soon enough. It'll right. be miserable and wet. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The summer, you know. Chicago in the summer, not my favorite, if I'm if I'm honest. Uh yeah, like you get like especially when you're in the city, you get that beautiful sewer stink smell along with humid <laughs> hot air and you're burning and you're at the taste of Chicago and it's fucking thirty thousand people around you is terrible. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent oh two God. weeks in Chicago in the summer. It was in July, the end of July, <laughs> a few years yeah. back. And then I went to New York City immediately after that for the first two weeks of august and uh let me tell you you guys ain't got shit on new york in terms of heat and stink really um well, new york no, was no. worse new york it was new york city worse. like everything everywhere you go like there's just this subtle smell of garbage mm-hmm. it's not everywhere always subtle you go, neither <laughs> yeah. it's sometimes it's very not subtle yeah. and there will be piles of trash like 15 feet high for blocks Damn. It's bad. Chicago's right. way cleaner to be. Yeah, yeah. and like so. I'm like, shit. This place ain't that clean, but I got I got to see more places to get better perspective. I got to see more garbage. <laughs> it's hot and wet, but I, I loved riding a bike around the city during the summer. The, yeah, uh, I, I rented the city bikes and um, and and I actually went drinking, which was just this is moronic. I don't know how I did die drinking and drinking <laughs> from bar to bar and yeah. city biking sounds dangerous. That's literally drink, drinking and driving. So. Yeah. uh I don't recommend that, but I, I I did have fun doing it. Yeah, statutes of limitations. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not going to charge me. That was this was like fifty years ago. Uh, all right, guys. What's going on? What's what's new? News. News is happening. For the longest time, we've kind of had nothing to talk about but Elden Ring. Elden Ring is verboten. It's Anybody dead. that talks about Elden Ring is immediately getting their mic cut. That's a dead game. Just that's a dead game. That's anyway, a, who even it's plays a dead it? Dead game. Why is Nobody it verboten? Because uh, I think we've literally spent about ten hours talking about it. Mm. If we combine all of our pod, it, it's it's received too much coverage. Mm. You're right. We need to go back to talking about Hitman. 
And Doom Eternal. No, Doom Eternal. Yeah. Doom Eternal. <laughs> uh, Zach, Zach's not laughing. <laughs> I, think, I think no one finds this funny but us three, probably. Yeah, no, I was, okay, I was sorry, distracted. And I, was, I was distracted. And I was looking at my Adam's apple in, in the video. I was swallowing. I was like... Gum, gum, gum. I dig it. Uh, like I do have really, have a... uh, I have really moody lighting right now, so I just feel like I'm in a film noir. Is there candles like... around you, Arn? It feels like oh it, but God. it's just like a really warm light. But uh, I kind of feel like going like, day 32, still haven't found any clues. I walk the alleyways. It's <laughs> fucking bad. A month? <laughs> a month? Uh, <laughs> clue in a whole month? Yeah, yeah you're a shitty I'm, detective. I'm a really bad Max Payne. <laughs> um, My wife. <laughs> All right, now what's let's talk news? about some news. Uh, what do you got Square for Square did something that I've been asking them on this podcast to do for a while. Oh, yeah. They, they sold off their Western divisions and IP. Yeah. So that means that uh, Embracer Group, God knows who that is. I, don't, I still don't know. Even though I've read about them, I don't know, I don't know who they are. You, you, you've never heard of the console uh, Embracicon? It's a really nice handheld device, Embracicon. No. Don't you guys remember THQ, okay. Toy Headquarters, big publisher? But no? they're yeah, not THQ. They they're not stole THQ, the branding. They're like some of the continue, some of the people from the THQ. Is what I know. So is, is yeah. Embracer like the, the 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 grander like THQ is underneath Embracer, or is it THQ so turned into Embracer? They're the s- successor to THQ. THQ themselves okay. is no more. But uh, Got spiritual sequel. Spiritual they successor like- to THQ, basically, yeah. Okay, okay. Big Nordic gaming development company. Right. Publisher, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. So, the most important thing here, Deus Ex has a new home. Uh, maybe that's important. Maybe that's not. I don't know. I don't know. Like, is that good or bad? Like, what if they just shelve it? I mean, they did buy it, so I'm hoping that they'll do well, something with it. It's already been shelved. I mean, <laughs> so. Are they, yeah. would, would they, like, just kind of license it out to another developer? Or would, I guess they own developers, right? Like, or do mm-hmm. they, like Gearbox, like, do they own Gearbox? Or do they just, like, work with them? Like, I saw the list of people that are associated right. with. So it says they acquired Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. I believe it was IDOS Montreal, but it might have been Square Enix Montreal who made the previous two Deus Ex games. Oh, okay. It's IDOS. Um, they did a reasonably good job on that. And uh, apparently the... I think it's it's not the Gar- wait is it the Guardians of the Galaxy game that everybody yeah. loves? Yeah. yeah, like everybody loves that game. I don't I don't know I, I I can't bring myself to try it even though it's free on Game Pass. But but apparently it's it's good shit. I have so enough Marvel in my life. I, I think uh, the, the, my <laughs> hope with this it, but... I don't know if it'll happen, but imagine if they they commissioned a AAA dev to do a, a Deus Ex remake, true to the mechanics of the game, but modernize it. Hmm. That would be incredible, wouldn't it? No? Hard no? to say. Like, I mean, they already did do that, right? That's what happened what 10 you, years ago. Who did? Uh, they made Deus Ex Mankind or uh, Human Revolution. I think no, like more I like want a, one-to-one. a remake of the original game. Oh, a remake of the yeah, original yeah. game. I yeah. see. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, hmm. You know, it's got to have the fucked up uh, melee, like where you just don't no. know if you're going to knock no, them out or kill them. No, that's the shit, the part of immersive sin. It's I don't want have that. that. To, I hate that. And the crappy shooting, that's what they need to just quality life that out. No, I, I want that crappy shooting. It wouldn't be a remake then, you know? 
like if mm-hmm. yeah if you're not gonna go like completely one to one, then I don't know. I feel like some stuff will get lost in the scope of it. Like if you're trying to like modernize it or whatever, they're, they're probably gonna drop some stuff. So I don't know if it would. It might lose some of the magic. I don't know though. Mm-hmm. Um, this is yeah, this is all speculation. But I guess who would develop it? Like, would they just make IDOS do it again, or would they give it to someone else? Like, that's that's the question. Like, they just bought these devs. They're not gonna not make them do work, right? Mm-hmm. So, imagine this is all this is all just Dreamland. Imagine if they commissioned yeah. Arcane to do it. I mean, yeah. Come on. I, I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, Arcane six years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. With br- br- brutal take. Hey, brutal I can. Take one can dream, brutal. right? Want to get that's like that would mm-hmm. be like immersive sim land, immersive sim. That's like, you know. Right. But would they like let a Microsoft-owned company take that? Le- you know. Like, yeah. They wouldn't not. do that shit. Yeah. Not. They can't. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 Arcane hopefully, Apes independent no more. <laughs> no, they yeah, aren't. Sadly. And, and hopefully, IDOS Montreal has the institutional knowledge to be able to do because they already made those two games. Those games yeah. were, were were not bad. Um, yeah. They could do it in in theory. Is there so a market for an actual immersive sim? <laughs> that seems like the answer is no. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is, but is is there a, a market that can pay for the budget? Well, that... how well did um, the one game sell? A time loop game, Deathloop. Deathloop, yeah. I doubt They're it's not so well. immersive I... sim. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. De- De- Deathloop is like uh, it's like diet immersive sim. It's like, it's like kind of. It's like a little immersive sim, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say yeah. diet immersive sim. Diet immersive sim, yeah. It's it only has 14,000 reviews on Steam. So that's like not, it's not really painting a, a good picture for sales. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a downer, but I feel like we're only going to get like real immersive sim, like, like Cruelty Squad, right? Like that's like a really, mm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. that's the last like in-depth, you know, creative immersive sim that we've had. I mean, besides like Arcane stuff, it's still good. But it's like Deus Ex is like its own its own league, right? Um, yeah, totally. So I th- I think I think Hitman. The hit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I think hit, the Hitman games have more simi yeah. elements than like late uh, arcade. Or I'm gonna send you the invoice for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but my um, view on that on this just on this conversation is uh, for me like it, it, the immersive sim genre, and this is maybe blasphemous but it's not as important as the systemic elements that make them mm-hmm. so like games with systems are what's important to me more than being true to a, a specific genre yeah but, ha- having a fucking safe at zero five one four five one or whatever <laughs> yeah. but even yeah. still are systemically dense games popular gta is that a systemically dense game the world it, is that is the gameplay is not, like but the world is Right, yeah. right. Like the, yeah. you can go golfing, but that doesn't affect how the third person shooting is. Like, <laughs> or you're not going right. to golf your way into beating something, you know? Or I don't know. Maybe but like, if, I, if I go like uh, to cause a fire, the fire department will come and put it out. Or like, you know, if I if you start murdering people, the police come after you. Like, they do have but you can't burn buildings down. Not in a mission, no. And that's you what matters, down, right? No. Like, no. Mm. But like, I guess like systems. The point of, of an immersive sim, probably not. But I guess what I'm trying to say is my my, my point I'm trying to make is I, I think that the the systems in games is important. That's I just hope that that yeah. continues because I really like that. No, yeah, uh, like I I think adhering strictly to like the, you know like the the looking glass style is like that's not. I mean you know it's cool when games are oh, like that. But yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim is an immersive sim. 
and right. I mean, that, the NPCs have lives in that There's game. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of interlocking That's a hugely systems. popular game. I mean, yeah. Fallout is well, massively popular. But there's sure. other MGS reasons. Five. I think yes. I think yes, but I also think those elements. I mean, Oblivion now lives on its own world of YouTube videos of, of edits of the, the funny things about the systems. It's like the, how they bug out and create <laughs> weird humor, right? Like that's yeah. what's like people love about that now, is the system like elements. Anyways, so is the answer the way that broadly systemic games with lots of overlapping interlocking systems are going to be popular is if they're open world games like Breath of the Wild, MGS Five, yes, Skyrim, yeah. That's it. There gotta has be, to be, gotta be open world. Yeah, there's got to be an in for people, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's easier to sell open worlds than semi elements. So that's why you see oh, yeah. that transition a lot. Like, oh, yeah. you can, you can Especially be whoever you, you want in the cyberpunk city. But that's what they sell here. open worlds with. Is like uh, they talk about, oh, you can do all these things. Everything's going to interact with you. You can go everywhere and people will listen to you and they'll look right. at your jacket and know you're cool or they'll think you're a dork because <laughs> right. you're wearing these shoes. Or... Right, but I think like to a layman who's not a gamer, like who's a casual gamer, like it's easier to communicate that idea when it's like you can go anywhere. Yeah, know? right. And just and some games... people... Oh, no, sorry. You're good. No, please. Uh, just the games that are successful. When I think of the games that get reviewed really well, are usually the big presentation games, open world games, even mm-hmm. like like Sony ones or or otherwise. Like it does seem like the open world is not, or the systems aren't what sell. Like Horizon Zero Dawn was a well released game, but doesn't really have a lot of systems. It has a little bit, but not really much, right? Or you know, Assassin's Man, have you Creed. seen those graphics? Yeah, the graphics are great, right? Presentation, but Assassin's Creed, same thing. Like, there's no systems really at all. Or Odyssey has a very small bit, but like almost none. And but it's a very big open world game, and it's successful. So, yeah, I think you're right. The systems are not marketable, maybe, unfortunately. Yeah. Presentation. It's hard to presentations, but uh, you uh, you gotta you gotta (laughs) what is it? Spoonful of sugar. You gotta like hide the the Brussels sprouts in the. I don't know what goes with the bacon. With yeah, <laughs> there actually. Yeah, be fun, yeah. yeah. there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta hide the Brussels sprouts with the bacon, and some people might mistake Brussels sprouts for something else. You know, like I don't. I need to stop using this metaphor. Um, <laughs> I think some people probably think like a cyberpunk is this immersive sim, when in reality, you know, just to pick a recent example, like there's not that much choice, or it's not that interesting. It's a lot of a numbers game. It's sort of almost like a Borderlands in a sense. Um, yeah. When you really think about it, like, yeah, there's choice, but it's not like you go. It's not a Deus Ex, you know. It's 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 different, you know. But I think a lot of people, any amount of choice might be enough, you know. Um, any variation, and you know, if you get to talk about it with your friends, and you know, Elden Ring. Sorry, but like, there's so many ways to play that game. Cyberpunk. There's probably so many ways, and people like discussing that. So it's sort of any aspect of any water cool talk is good enough for probably a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so basically what we're saying is we want Oren to play the original Deus Ex so he can report back to us. Is that, is that what you guys were I saying? Mean, yeah, it's easy to run. What are you doing? I don't, I don't feel like it. Sorry, Oren, sorry. I don't feel uh, like it. Oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm I only so play tired. games. I, I only play, play games. games for hundreds of hours. It's fine. It's all right. No, I only play games that, you know, if it came out before 2020, it doesn't exist. You know, I'm all about the present tense, motherfucker. 
God mm. damn it. I'm part of the conversation, mm. man. Who's talking about Deus Ex? That's right. Us. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Letterboxd. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I did want to say, though, as a note, because we've been saying sorry a lot when we talk about either Hitman or Elden Ring or Doom Eternal. Just oh uh, for listeners to know. That's a, another invoice. Yeah, I know, but we, we banned those three <laughs> games from, like, off, like, talking about it off the podcast, from yeah. this podcast, because we talk about them so much. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry to bring up ER, but it was just, you know, it was a sentence. I feel like that was okay. So, so, sorry to bring up Assassin Simulator 3. Yeah. So, yeah. Sapienza edition. On the topic, though. Sorry. Square selling off their e- their their Western devs is interesting because it does seem like they could be not wanting to deal with them or they don't find the IPs valuable. It mm-hmm. does seem weird to me. I don't know about Deus Ex, but I do think Tomb Raider carries a lot of clout. It's a pretty big, prestigious franchise, and it's weird to sell off the developer and the franchise. I mean, Crystal Dynamics is OG. You know, that's it's 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 surprising that they sold them for three hundred million. I I I'm not a publisher. I don't know what the value of companies are, but this it just seems low. Based on what I've seen, acquisitions that have happened recently seems like a low number. Right, Bungie was four billion or something. Right? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, how much did Tomb Raider make? Like Destiny is like that's a yeah. they're raking in money daily, probably. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. Tomb Raider, right. it's yeah. like what? How much is Shadow of the Tomb Raider? It's probably like three dollars right now. Like, you know, yeah. like and that at this point, Tomb Raider games are just like tech, not tech demos, but it's like that's what you benchmark your computer with. Um, how much ray tracing have we got in this? And the next one, and UE5, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. If they're still making them. I, I want them to go back to fully fully old-school polygonal uh, Laura Croft, where she gotta, you got to do all kinds of flips and stuff and different buttons for your guns. Let's, let's yeah, you like can't. You're, you're, fire, you're, you're firing your guns, but you don't know where those bolts are landing, you know? You're just like... Mm-hmm. I thought it was an auto-aim kind of deal. Yeah, I can't remember. Something like that. I haven't played them in so long. Uh, what about Legacy of Kane? Legacy of Kane. Mm. That's got to get a remake or a reboot. That's going to happen. What if they I made wish like a I stealth cared. game with Blood Omen? Oh my God! Imagine, what if they got like, Amy Hennig back to develop it again? Do a do a new one? <laughs> no. No, she's working on Star Wars, man. Uh, is she? Or did that did that yeah. get canceled? I thought that, I thought that flubbed. Did, did, I think I, know, I think she's doing well. She's doing Forspoken, the Sony oh. exclusive. Yay! Oh, yeah. okay. Huh. I thought she left Sony for some reason. I don't know. I can't keep track. But imagine a Blood Omen stealth game because there there was a PS2 Blood Omen game that was kind of a stealth game where you're like a vampire, like and you'd like sneak into people's houses and feed and steal shit. I don't know something like Thief <laughs> with like the uh, assassin quests from um, Skyrim or, or Oblivion. I'm down that could be for cool. That. That'd be fun. <laughs> a stealth immersive sim set in the Blood Omen universe. Yeah. A thief, a thief, blood omen crossover. <laughs> sure, it could be interesting. Why not? Wait, who made the last <laughs> thief? The uh, the same people who made the last Deus Exes, but yeah, that think, game I think, was uh, garbage. Idos. Well, yeah. I sure. heard it was I, bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Hmm. Wasn't the last thief game so, really Manhunt? Manhunt was the last, the last one that did the light shadow mechanic where you can't be seen if you're in the shadows yeah. was that was that the last game to do that manhunt 2 maybe on the wii 
So yeah, man, hungry. too. <laughs> the last thing I want to mention about this, real quick, um, is I was just weirdly reading about like like what was the what was the downfall or what when did Square change? Because Square went from a company in the '90s who made really prestigious, very yeah. well received JRPGs to I want to say in the 2000s, around maybe after Kingdom Hearts One or Kingdom Hearts Two, they kind of started buying up Western studios. And what I've what I, from what I've read from people who were studying it, they said that they started kind of pandering to Western audiences more and not as much Japanese audiences. And that people kind of point to that as being like part of like when they change. They also had to change in leadership apparently at that around that time as well. So I just am curious if them selling off their Western devs is them going to be maybe changing pace and going back to the to the JRPG stuff again, or or I don't know. It, it does seem like a shift in business practice. Selling when did they of. become Square Enix? Because oh, yeah. that yeah. was like a big thing around that time. They, they merged actually. with Enix. Yeah, I feel like that's like when they PS2 they changed. Era? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, roughly around the time Orin was born. Um. <laughs> Shut up. You have a 15 year old on this motherfucker. <laughs> I only I only play games before 2020. I told you, mm. I'm I'm a true zoomer. I'm all about the zooming. Uh, yeah, you, you you look zoomy. Uh, what's, a, well, what's a book? Who reads? You know, a book. I mean, what, what, what has Square Enix made a proper JRPG recently? Like, because like yeah, fun- Final Fantasy Seven they, is that like, or is that I guess the, that's like an action. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying action, like yeah. I don't know if maybe turn based is did. kind of gone. wasn't bravely default. Bravely Square default, Enix, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and they also that, published that other game. Octopath Traveler, I believe. Octopath, as well. oh, that's okay. also a JRPG. But it doesn't seem like they're giving the and full Dragon AAA. Quest Eleven. Ah, uh, that's true. Dragon Quest Eleven, actually. Yeah. yeah. So there would be that would be the AAA one. Would be Dragon Quest Eleven. But otherwise, okay. they yeah. they didn't have. There's been no Final Fantasy true JRPGs for a long time. Yeah. Right. And maybe that, maybe they still won't do that. I mean, it, that's such a big yeah. franchise, and they're going to want to appeal to everyone regardless. But yeah, maybe they will switch priorities. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. But I apparently maybe there's, Sony's going to buy them. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, but don't yeah. they want to go into like NFTs and shit? Like, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what they said. If that's that's yeah. like the most important part of this yeah, whole thing is that's, that's why they said they were doing it so they could make space for NFTs right. and crypto and like. Or no? Uh, who's making like who's making the super games? Who's doing that? They wanted to do like oh, Sega, Sega with the Jet Set Radio and the the fucking other thing. Oh yeah. Anyway, mm. sorry, different thing. But yeah, NFTs. I'm sure that will. I'm sure that will pan out great for Square. That they are making a <laughs> brilliant decision selling off Eidos and, and Tomb Raider for NFTs. For that. Smart move, guys. Really yeah. long term sustainable business. I'm sure. But how will you know that you own? your uh cloud strife buster sword unless you have the nft yeah especially when yeah. someone hacks it and replaces the link for it and you no longer own it <laughs> oh you never longer own the link either <laughs> or when the servers go down down and you can't play the game anymore yeah all we... you can do is point to a transaction in the ledger yeah right it's the only proof yeah has there any been any news about the uh ubisoft like nft items like i don't know if anyone's followed up on that or paid attention but i, know I wonder that they if there's did like, it. they did it <laughs> Did they stop doing it? Is that done? I feel like they, they probably have... are going to quietly just let it. I, I hope at least that they're going to quietly let it go. Yeah, but, I mean they did it on their most popular game, like Ghost Recon Wildlands or Breaking Point or whatever. I don't know. That's the most played. popular Ubisoft game. <laughs> that, that's correct. That's why they chose it. <laughs> not oh, wow. not the least played to test bed this crappy system. Is is Ghost Recon's Wildlands? Does that game actually exist? I've never actually met someone who's played it. Oh, I've played like. it. 
You've played it? Does it exist? Yeah. It I does. A demo they the had a game. A demo on PC for free. It, it was really hard to run at the time. That's all I recall. Mm. And just, I was like, yeah. All fuck I remember this. was there was a bug where the driver. We were all in a car like GTA, and the driver got bugged where he looked. He was driving the car for his game, but for me, it looked like he was running next to the car. So when the car <laughs> was like driving full speed, he was like hauling ass. <laughs> oh my like, god! You know, That's really like, funny. Dude, you're, you're Russian you're, military you're, stuff. You're there. really running, yeah. man. This is impressive. You're driving the car <laughs> and running next to it at the same time. Very impressive. Uh, hmm. Yeah. All right. Well. I guess hopefully the the fruit of this acquisition is uh, some good stuff for us. We'll see. We never know. Yeah. But um, at least at the very least, these studios won't have to make Marvel games anymore. Or maybe I'm wrong about that, but presumably. Oh, that's true. Because Square owns the publishing rights to that, correct? They, they yeah, did that yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy yeah. game, or not Guardians oh. of the Galaxy? They did that, but they also did the Marvel's Avenger game. Yep, they, they moved both loss. studios to Marvel games, and they're, so they're no longer going to even have access to that license any longer. That's true. Um, Interesting. So, if, if nothing else, that could be a plus. In other news, Sony has come years late to the plate and delivered a, a variable refresh rate solution to the PlayStation 5. The update, there wasn't even an update. They just turned it on, oh. which makes me think that they were really holding back the whole fucking time and waiting to get it uh, on their TVs because their TVs didn't support VRR. HDMI 2.1 oh. stuff until recently. Okay. That's such a Sony move. Yeah. Sorry. That's like <laughs> it is. It, it, it is. Th- that would be move. the most Sony thing to do of all time. If that's true. Uh, so let's let's nerd out for a minute. What is variable refresh rate? Basically, if you have a normal TV, it refreshes 60 times per second. If your game is refreshing at, at an interval that is not uh, divisible by by uh, 60 or whatever, it, it, so not 15 or 20 or 30 or 60. You will have stuttery jutter, like the, the movement will look stuttery. It's called jutter or tearing, right? So this yeah. we don't like either of these things, uh, particularly jutter. Jutter is, is unbearable. Um, so VRR syncs your refresh rate to the game's frame rate, which in theory should make the game feel a lot smoother. And, and when it works well, like G-Sync on a PC monitor or uh, the VRR on the Xbox Series X, it's it's really nice for a game like Elden Ring that has a, re- a frame rate that's all over the place. It can really smooth it out, make it feel good. Uh, Sony's is all right. Like there, there's some real cool stuff that they're doing. Certain games like um, Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man have just unlocked modes, so they run up to like 120 frames per second, kind of between 60 and 120, which makes them feel more responsive. They turn off V-Sync, so you just get this like fast, you know, really responsive feeling game and it looks better. Uh, but their VRR range is on a 120 hertz monitor, it's 48 to 120. And on a 60 hertz monitor, it's 48 to 60, which is not that good, right? No, that's weird. I mean, so does, I, I guess I haven't like tested it or felt, but like on like say a PC is below 48, mm-hmm. like, is it fine? Like, is it is dipping between sixty and like thirty? Like, feel good? No, no, no. So no. I don't know. But if it's like that big a deal. But continue. It 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 the judder right? Yeah. So like, let's let's put it into perspective. Like, let's say you have a game that's running at sixty frames per second, but it's dropping occasionally to fifty five frames per second. Mm-hmm. If you don't have G Sync, it's gonna look like shit. It's gonna judder. It's like better to have the game locked at thirty almost than to have yeah, it right. constantly wavering there. But if you have G-Sync, it's just going to look smooth. And you're probably not going to notice it. Now, dropping to 30, not good. 
But dropping to like 45, like you can feel it, but it's not like the end of the world. And if you have like VRR working right, it'll look smooth. I love that Oren's like, Oren looks like he's about to commit suicide. This could not be more bored. I'm, uh, (laughs) sorry, uh, Oren, sorry. I'm I'm, I'm the not nerd on this podcast. It's true. You guys are all nerds, Uh, you know, so. I'll try to make this brief, but basically (laughs) the Series X has has low frame rate compensation. So the window is 20 to 120, which means any game you're playing, if it drops a few frames, you're not going to get torn screen tearing or judder. The judder is really the thing that is just, for me, unbearable. Um, But because the PlayStation only does it to 48, it means that a game like Elden Ring, which the PS5 version, the frame rate's kind of all over the place, I was hoping this would solve it, and it definitely makes it much, much better. But the frame rate still drops below 48, so you still get those moments of like, "Uh uh-oh, judder, judder, judder. Yeah. Um, You played Elden Ring on PS5, like, completely? uh, So, yes, I mostly played the PS4 version in back oh, compat. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Because that's flawless, but I've tried the PS5 version. Okay. Um, so, it's cool that they added this. It, 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 it's very helpful, but it, it could be better. They could put the low frame rate compensation. Some games do have the low frame rate compensation yeah. that goes down to 20, but it has to be uh, implemented at the developer's side, which is a strange workaround. Um, the other thing, and, and Oren, I promise I'm going to make this quick, 40 frames per second some of these games like Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank added a 40 frames per second mode, a locked 40 frames per second mode, or if you're doing the VRR variable, but like 40 frames per second is so much better than 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. And and if you have a 120 hertz monitor, you can play 40 frames per second without judder, even if you don't have VRR. So it's it could be a new standard if, if these high refresh rate TVs become a standard, which they probably won't, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how much did we spend on our TVs? Uh, a, a lot. Yeah, eighteen hundred dollars. Twelve hundred. Yeah, uh, a bit more than that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I just, yeah, I just bought one. But uh, uh, so I don't know. HDMI, HDMI two point one stuff is pretty cool. It's nice that Sony has it. They're a little late to the party, and they could have done a better job. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool that they're offering it, even though it's not the best solution. Yeah, I mean. Uh, so I don't know, like playing, sorry, ER, <laughs> like you, there was stutter on PC and like, you know, I had the G-Sync, but like it didn't fully fix it. But like sometimes you just got to like, like, you know, I've been watching a lot of digital, fo- digital foundry and stuff. And it's like, I get really invested in all these minor details and bullshit, but sometimes you just got to like, like the game and just fucking ignore all the technical bullshit. Like eventually you just need to drop that from your head. Orin, maybe mm-hmm. you, you, you need, don't care. You need to go back. You need to go back to your twelve-year-old self when you were playing that fucking GoldenEye game on N sixty-four split screen. And it was eight frames per second. Yeah. That's the winning mindset. Truly, that you need to have, Zach. I but know. think about yeah. it. That was like you were just happy to be playing a video game. Yeah, like exactly. oh my god, like I can shoot right. people in this game too. Yeah, <laughs> my friends, I can shoot my friends. Yeah, yeah but you guys have set the bar too high. You yeah. need to bring that bar down super low i mean that's how it's you totally true happiness. as soon as you get a high refresh rate monitor you can't Done. even lock you can't even look at a mouse cursor on a 60 hertz monitor <laughs> yeah. anymore you're like are you fucking kidding me it's true it, it does yeah you're like change, it's when your spoiled. pc changes like settings randomly like what the f- why did that happen even it's like yeah. a two minute inconvenience <laughs> yeah no i know yeah it's true uh so yeah check out uh vr on your ps5 uh, let's talk about some games. Uh, Oren, 
I you're I understand that you're taking a break from games. What? Yeah, I'm all about TV right now. We are changing <laughs> okay. this podcast. We're talking about Atlanta. We're talking about Moon Knight. We're talking about Barry Call Saul. We're talking about Severance. We're talking about Barry. We are rebranding today to a TV podcast. A TV podcast. Yeah. Kevin's like, uh-oh. uh oh. <laughs> uh. Kevin's eyes are. <laughs> I did play a little bit yeah. of Trek to Yomi though. Okay, Trek to Yomi. Can I ask a question, though, quickly? Mm -hmm. Sure. So, uh, this is slightly off, but it's related. When I first watched watched, um, Breaking Bad, uh, Odenkirk has this advertisement for for his his law firm, and the humor very much reminded me of the Cinco products, which he wrote for Tim and Eric. So, I'm just curious (laughs) if there's any level of that built into Better Call Saul. With of course, uh, yes. is hilarious. Okay. Yes, there, there's very, there is Tim and Eric humor. Um, awesome. Especially with the advertisements, I should say that Bob Odenkirk's good friends with Tim Heidecker, uh, yeah. and Tim Heidecker watches Better Call Saul. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bob Odenkirk brings some of that. Like, hey, we should do it like Tim and <laughs> Tim and Eric. We should do this advertisement like that because it definitely has the same energy for sure. <laughs> It's awesome. All right. Oren, set me up with Trek to Yomi. Um, okay. So I did not play it that much, I should say. I played it for about an hour. And it's a, you know, Zach was actually on the podcast when we talked about it, when it was shown at E3 a while ago. And going into this game, I was hoping oh. it would be that Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, what's up? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at it. I was up. hoping that it would be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Zach now I do. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea before, mm. but now I, I remember you. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's basically that Kurosawa Devolver di- di- Digital side scroller that I was hoping would channel <laughs> the aesthetic of Kurosawa more than Ghost of Tsushima did. Mm-hmm. And playing the game for the, for the hour that I did, I think it does. However,. As a video game, I've been very underwhelmed with the combat so far. Uh, it, yeah. It, it yeah. reminds me of another Devolver Digital game, My Friend Pedro, which was a game that previewed really well and looked really cool. And then, like, I played it for 20 minutes. I was like, this feels bad to play. Like, everything, mm. like, shooting feels bad. The slow mo feels bad. There's no sense of impact. This just feels bad. And Trek to Yomi has the same energy where I'm like, this is the combat. <laughs> it looked this, like that. <laughs> Like, I feel like so, I'm playing with, like, hand puppets or something. So can I be like, honest real quick, just for my impressions? When I saw the trailer, I was like, wow, the wannabe Kurosawa thing is selling me so hard on this. And then the combat mm. looked so bad. Like, if it didn't have the Kurosawa, like, Kurosawa like, wannabe elements, I would not have been interested at all. Like, that's that's the selling mm. point for me is that element. The black and white samurai side-scrolling. But the combat looked very, like, uh, 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 spammy, just kind of, like awkward it's ve- it's very it's not it, spammy so much okay. as it's like unresponsive which is the real problem mm-hmm. like it okay. feels fiddly yeah it just the kurosawa stuff only takes me so far right like it's it looks cool and i like what they're doing but at the end of the day like that that combat just feels it just doesn't it just doesn't feel good and i, I, I uh yeah like I, I, there's no challenge to at least so far. I've only played it for like an hour, but mm. uh, I just do the same thrust attack, and it just goes r- right through every enemy. So it's like, okay, it's, this is this is not particularly yeah. fun. 
So was this game? Like, I will say. Oh, I was just gonna ask: Is this like a sort of normal like hack and slash beat 'em up? It isn't like a kind of perfection type game where you gotta like no, okay, like a very you, you know what it's family. like. It's basically like if Inside was a yeah, if Inside was a samurai game with some light uh, Ghost of Tsushima mildly influenced combat. Okay. And very narrative heavy. Like there's, you have no control over the camera. Every single uh, scene is is really immaculately composed and put together. Um, and it's very, it, it's cool. Like it does successfully look like at least a 1960s samurai film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know, it's got the wind. It's got the dogs. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I've seen a dog cross the street. So maybe minus a point for that. But um, does it have the little like um, ho- like hobbled over guys like like that are kind of like in Sekiro as well? You know, like the like the two guys from uh, old uh, men. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. It's got some old men. Um, it, it it looks like presentationally, especially on an OLED, like this, because it's a black and white game, right? There's no color. It looks really. It really takes advantage of that OLED. It, it's using HDR, but it's it's doing a really good job with the highlights and the darks. Uh, Is it I four turned by three? off. No, it's twenty one by nine. So if you play it oh, on your display, shit. It's 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 ultra that's wide. That's awesome. Uh, which is great. But on, on a TV, it's got black bars. But I got a 77-inch TV, so you know, it doesn't bother me that much. A 21 but, um, by 9 uh, side-scroller is badass. Just, yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. <clears throat> this is going to sound really harsh. This is going to sound really, really harsh. But I just, I'm at that point in my life where that I just, if the, that, that only impresses me for about 15 minutes. Like, a game that looks amazing and is channeling, like, the perfect tone and the presentation's nice. They have, like, even for, like, the interstitial title cards, they, it kind of looks like a 1960s interstitial title card from a samurai mm. film. That only takes me so far. And if you're expecting me to have to play through a seven-hour game with that combat, I'm like, no way, man. I'm, I'm not <laughs> doing that. Like, uh, so, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm sounding, like, kind of harsh on this game, but, man, it just, I'm just not impressed so far with that gameplay. Is it a hmm. very combat-focused game? Like, when you say it's, like, inside, yes. I assume... Okay. Like, when I think of, like, the inside and, like, the, like, uh, uh, what do you call that? The cinematic platformers. I think of, like, puzzles and stuff. But, no, it's just... It's mostly yeah. combat. The puzzles but, are mostly yeah. combat. There is some push some stuff around, okay. but it's it's less of the puzzles, yeah. Gotcha. It's uh, a combat-focused puzzles. Game. The puzzles aren't, like, in, inside where you have to, like, kind of think about them for, like, half a second. Yeah. Like, the, the puzzles are very much, like... They spell the solution out to you okay. immediately, and um, it's really, it's really not <laughs> much of anything, at mm. least so far, based on the hour I've played. But yeah, it just it just feels, it, it kind of goes to show that you know, game feels important. If a game doesn't feel good to play, like that could turn me off. Like that happened with my friend Pedro. Like I played that Devolver Digital game, and I'm like, this game looks so cool, but fuck, I hate this shooting. This feels it's terrible. so nice to hear you say this because this is how I felt for so many years I'm always like oh I don't like the combat and people are always like oh well it has all these other things I'm like but I don't like the combat I don't want to play it and they're like you're, you're not being you're, you're being reductive you're not understanding like what the game's going for I'm like no I get it I'm playing it man but so it's just nice like ah I feel like someone else is like speaking my language completely <laughs> you know what it's like I have an analogy for you okay yeah you get this margarita and they have like all these garnishes on it. It has like oh, okay. a really nice cup, and it's just like, oh, this margarita Cocktail looks so metaphor. good. And then you drink the mar- margarita, and it just tastes bad. It's like, like what is that? Yeah. All that garnish 
do yeah. if the margarita yeah. is bad yeah you know that's that's how trek to yomi feels mm-hmm. <laughs> so hmm. oh well I didn't find the combat to be like that bad. I agree that it's very simplistic and, and I would not play it for the combat. But like it could look cool and there were moments where it was kind of fun. You 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 end up on like a bridge and then some dude's rushing at you and you just slash him down and he like goes and it, it, I don't know. I was having fun with it. I I think the game's only like 5 hours, 5 or 7 hours like so I could see it being rewarding if you're really enjoying the like the mise-en-scene and the you know the story and the different setups but like don't play it for the combat for sure is the story yeah. worth while like is it like sort of silent yeah. or is it like like i assume there, is there dialogue and like is it like deep characters like that or so it's kind of a hmm i i don't know what it's, it's got the sort of standard samurai like western like you're you're kind of traveling between two locations trek to yomi right mm. and and you know you're you're fighting bandits and like you have a history with the bandits and it's 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 predictable but it's it's well done like it, it's it, a it, revenge story too right yeah like, like yeah. yeah does the main character ever get beat up and have to crawl underneath a house no i haven't seen that sorry that, that's good jimbo well, and also jimbo, yeah. fistful of dollars right. as well right so yeah your your trainer's name is sanjuro which is which is the, oh, the bodyguard's very... name I'm um, like, which is not like a common name. I believe it means wheat. So it's like <laughs> mm. it's a, maybe a little too on the nose. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I, it's kind of making me retrospectively like Ghost of Tsushima more because I really actually like the combat in Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I think it feels great. Um, it's just uh, the open world fatigue was kind of what set it back yeah. for me. But, you know, I think like. And, and, you know, there's so many side-scrollers that have great combat, you know, like Dead Cells. Like, the moment you start playing Dead Cells, you're like, holy shit, this feels great. Yeah. You know? And it's just the bar is too high for me at this point where if I play a side-scroller that doesn't have that, it just kind of feels like, dude, you got to compete, man. You got to compete mm-hmm. with the uh, other amazing indies out there. Yeah, I agree. It's It's clear where the money and time and effort went. Yeah, like the, presentation the and being yeah. faithful to samurai epics of the 60s. I mean, Aaron, do you think it's a good enough spectacle to be worth playing? Well, it's free on Game Pass. Okay. Or it's, it's on Game Pass, I yeah. should say. It's not free. But like, if, if you have access to Game Pass, PC or, or uh, console, yeah, I think it's worth checking out for sure. I think it's, it's if nothing else, it's worth an hour of your time. Like, I think you'll have fun with it. Um Okay. But it's again, don't play it for pass. the combat. It's a good Game Pass game. I think it's yeah. definitely the correct move that they put it on that there because I think it's the perfect... Um, you play it for an hour or longer and you're like, this looks cool. I, I'm glad they did this. And then you kind of just move on. Or you at least have the ability so, to make that decision. Like, is it too simple or am I just in it for the looks and the, you know, and the spectacle and stuff? And you can either drop it. Yeah. It allows people that choice. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Like I mean, like it looks. It looks really jaw dropping. Yeah, which sure. is you know, in uh, like yeah. every scene. Yeah, the framing has been good. I, I think if you have Game Pass, check it out. If not, wait it. for a sale. Okay, I'll try it. I might be being too harsh so, on it, but like it's this. really this, just the game feel. This, this is a weird that, question. Yeah. I don't know if this is, uh, this is not even in my knowledge, but it's a black and white game, right? All all the way through. 
would there be HDR? Would that even work in black and white? Because you could yes. have contrast. No, and the HDR gradients? looks great. Okay. Because it's, okay. yeah, because again, HDR has to do with like nit value, right? So you think yeah. SDR goes up to 100 nits. At least that's where it's mastered. HDR up to 10,000 nits. Right. So, right. Just think just in terms of, of brightness like color levels. color gamuts and, and billions yeah, of colors right. versus millions of colors. And I'm like, well, that doesn't There's really no colors. <laughs> but the, but the, the, just, the light just, looks just incredible. The, light, the, the, the contrast. You've is, never is seen grays this gray all right yeah <laughs> that's a new exactly. shade of gray if you were known. <laughs> mm. no it, it looks it looks great because you think about some of those old like japanese movies have like these like clipped highlights and stuff and like you can almost see like what it would look like if it was shot today so yeah it, mm, that's cool i don't know i do love uh i feel like here kurosawa in particular has such a, a vibe and a style like you really mm-hmm. like live in that world when you watch one of his movies so even something that's like aping it and doing it somewhat is like enough for me to be interested yeah right like is there are there films (laughs) that have even like the tenth of the craftsmanship like like a samurai is there like a samurai movie that's come out in the past 20 years that's like oh this is like taking the reins of akira kurosawa or is that just like dead reigns no but like the i think it was the 13 assassins is that what it was called it was pretty good i wouldn't say that was like kurosawa level but it was a good ass samurai movie okay it might have been a ninja movie. Was it Thirteen Assassins? And yeah, and like I know we're never with the we're no never survivors. getting anyone. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. We're never getting anyone who will literally shoot arrows at uh, uh, Mufune. Right. But like, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's got to be. We so need awesome. some. We, we don't have movies like those movies anymore. So at least like this is something, you know, probably. And mm-hmm. you know, you can ethically make it and hurt people in it because it's just game. Mm-hmm. Here's the irony, though, is that Kurosawa, I don't think, was interested in working in black and white. Like he no. really want wanted it to progress so that he he could start using the vibrant colors of Ron and um, a lot of his later stuff. I mean, so it is kind of ironic that like that we fetishize kind of the black and white. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We like fetishize those interstitials and the black and white and the music and like uh, I mean. I think that's he didn't have great. to shoot high and low in black and white. I mean, yeah, a right. lot of his movies, like I think that was a choice. It's the '60s, right? Like you had there was yeah. color. Yeah, uh, there was sh- color. Sure, but like like he was moving. It, it just seems like his career was moving towards, towards like a different, you know, like it. And I, I guess what his I'm getting at is that we career. tend. I yeah. get it, but we. I think we just fetishize. Mm. that a lot in a way that feels really superficial uh-huh. you know like what yeah. what makes him great is like his shot coverage and like yeah. you know um how the performances he would get um it, like it's not really you know just like oh it's it's like an old samurai movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i feel that way Star a little point. bit fair about- point pixel art and games sometimes people overly emphasize even though i love pixel art mm-hmm. i just think it's like it, it can be like it, it has its place you know mm-hmm. like i know yeah. there was a big outcry it's, over um yeah. the new sid meyer game not being pixel art people were pissed and they were like we only made it pixel art because that was the technology we had at the time like <laughs> yeah, we wanted right. to make a cartoon game but we couldn't so new sid meyer game? you know what i also there's a new sid meyer oh. game coming up Came is out? there a new Sid yeah. Meyer? What is this new Sid Meier game yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, I was just reading an interview about it. What's it called? Kevin's drinking. I'm drinking. <laughs> Dude, what happened to you? What do you mean? It's the afternoon, man. Come on. I know. I just I just make a good time. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I'm drinking an Fair. American adjunct. I'm channeling my inner uh, Frank Booth by, you know? Oh, yeah. Pat, yeah. ribbon. Yeah. Uh, Heineken, fuck that shit. <laughs> That's, uh, anytime I, I drink s- adjunct, I'm sorry. I think of that. No, no, you, you said, no, talk about the <laughs> adjunct thing, please. Anytime I think of, I drink a, a, any American adjunct beer, I think of Frank Booth every single mm, time. Yeah. Like, I can't not think of it. That's how ingrained that character is in my brain. I love it. Anyway, such a great character. Yeah. But, uh, I, I do want to say, like, one other thing about the Kurosawa comment I made. I saw this. I was listening to this really funny podcast with Sean Baker, who directed the Florida Project and all, and a uh, Red Rocket, and Paul Schrader. You know, Taxi Driver, First Reformed, all that shit. And it was funny hearing them talk because Sean Baker was talking about celluloid and how important it is to preserve <laughs> shooting on film. And then Paul Schrader was and like Sean Baker was talking as if Paul Schrader was going to agree yeah. with them. And then Paul Schrader is like, oh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he's like, oh, I love shooting on digital. Shooting on film was such a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's just, I don't know. It's just funny how, like, we have this expectation that certain filmmakers, you know, really loved the formats they were yeah. working with when it, it might not have been true. It was just what they had. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When I hear about <laughs> yeah, dailies, deal. that sounds fucking miserable. It's like, all right, we got to oh get God. it processed. Like, what? I can't just watch it. Well, now you got to dump the shit, though. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. it's eh, you got the digital. I forget what the name of the role is, but d- d- ingesting footage is not too much more fun. Gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, well, at least it sounds like a pain. At least now you have you have screens that you can see what you're shooting as you're shooting it. That helps. You know. But I'm sure you no, could do that incredible. with a film yeah. camera too. Maybe now. So. Yeah, like a modern film camera. Maybe I, I don't know. I've never. Gosh, I actually don't know. Camera. That would be, that would be wild. I haven't been on a film set in a while that used like actual film, but right. that would be crazy if they actually got to that point where they had like a monitor that replicates the the look that's actually coming out of the film. I mean, I don't so. know if it would recreate the look, but at least you know the composition or whatever. You know, right, Zoom. right. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting food for thought. Yeah. We are now rebranding this as a film bo- uh, podcast. Uh, it's no longer a games podcast. Truck to Media. changed it. Art, culture, the, the whole thing, yeah. Demetia. Um, all right. Speaking of, of samurai games, ninja games, Japanese games, games that use a vibrant color palette. Mm. Uh, honestly, probably still my favorite game to check in HDR is Sekiro. Mm. Like the difference between that game and non HDR and HDR, it just adds this extra like mysticism to it. And it's just like, it, it's great. Kevin, you played through Sekiro like six times in a row. What, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that actually, a hyperbole or actually? No, I think close. he got to new so, game plus 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 happened. or something. Oren perfected Elden Ring and I had always wanted to get all the achievements in Sekiro and other FromSoft games, but I never did it. And I was like, oh, I seem like too much fucking work. And then Oren did. I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, maybe I could do this. I should try it. And I went back and I was like, I'm going to finally do Sekiro's achievements. So thank you, Oren. You inspired me to go back and, and try it. I, it's like, like, good job also. It's hard to do this shit. But um, uh, I went back with, with Sekiro. I was on the final boss on New Game Plus. Um, if you haven't played Sekiro, which I think all of us have, 
the final boss of Sekiro is like legendary for his difficulty and challenge. And I always was in the camp of he's too hard. It's frustrating. I don't like the fight that much. Um, I went back and fought him. I don't know how many times, 20, 30 times. And uh, I listened to Aaron and mastered the lightning counter. And I had that feeling that you were talking about, Aaron. You were totally right. I think not only is he one of the best FromSoft bosses, I think you're completely right on that, but also um, the lightning counter is so satisfying. You feel like you can kick his ass. Like you're like, give me that mm-hmm. lightning. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to own you. So um, I, I feel like no longer do I fear him. Now it's like, I, like when, I, when I beat the game a second time, I rushed through the third playthrough, which you actually don't fight that version of him. You fight a different version of him. So I had to learn that, that boss. And then I went another time get the last ending um to fight him again i was like looking forward to it the whole game i was like just plowing through it waiting like i can't wait to get to ishin to fight him again like i'm so excited to go kick his ass even a hard, like on new game four so he's even harder and uh i beat him like my third try or like second try yeah. like i had him like i had him down and uh <clears throat> there was something that was just so satisfying about that it reminded me of doing the level one playthrough in dark souls one of beating all those really hard bosses and at, at level one in dark souls um it's just, but Ishin even more. Like Ishin is just so well designed. Like I really think like he's probably top three from stop bosses. Like he's he, in every possible way. The fight's beautiful. It's, it feels like it's like the moment the game's building up to, you, and then the fight is every game mechanic. And it's fair, and it's very fair. He's not cheap at yeah. all. Unlike the Demon of Hatred, who <laughs> I hate. <laughs> Yeah. Demon of hatred. Uh, fuck that boss. But um, I feel like after doing that, like I went to go farm a bunch of um, soul, like a bazillions of souls to get all the achievements. I want to get all the achievements of the yeah. game, which I ended up doing. But it took me like two days of grinding. But it's just so funny because the ninja enemies on New Game Plus, who were quite difficult when you first faced them, were like I was like I could like close my eyes and kill them. Like I had the game mechanics down so much, and it was funny because the game felt not easy. But like because I had the mechanics down and played it so much that it was like it's such a fair and well designed game that I was I had even more appreciation for the design basically mm-hmm. than I had even before because like I do think in Elden Ring if you put that much time in like you might be able to smash stuff but in Sekiro like you can you can like cancel everything a boss does basically if you know what they're doing um, and that's just an incredible thing so it was really fun got my achievements I'm gonna do it in Elden Ring next maybe then go back to Dark Souls three. Dark Souls 2. <laughs> Dark Souls 1. Maybe when they turn the servers back on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Are there online But uh, based it was a really fun trek. Sorry? Are there online based achievements for the previous games or no? There is for Dark Souls 2, but there is an offline alternative which requires oh. extensive farming on the game's hard mode covenant. Oh. So. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fun um i'm not sure if i'm gonna do it or not i'm thinking about it but uh i i just playing it again it reminded me of like sekiro this is like one of the most mechanically satisfying games i think i've ever played like i had an even more appreciation for it this time because i played it through i I beat it like i don't know like in a day or two i beat it twice or three times and it was just like oh wow this is such a i already felt like the game was like almost perfect in terms of FromSoft. like the other games have some flaws usually but i think sekiro really is kind of like the one the one to rule them all in terms of its its uh, perfection and uh, balance. So, <laughs> Kevin, there's a ghost. You have a ghost. I think I a ghost just walked behind you. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's really fun. The, uh, it's the uh, soul of uh, Miyazaki being like, "You haven't beaten Elden Ring. You haven't platinumed it." <laughs> and you know what's funny is Orin of the Water, who I, we were joking. I was jokingly saying sounds like Orin. Your name, that, that boss lady. Um, 
she actually killed me more than uh, almost any other boss of the playthrough. Wasn't that funny? Huh. Like she, her moveset's hmm. really confusing. It's strange. You remember that boss? Which one? She's is one she? with the basket like a, on her head. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I also got really back into the NPCs of that game and the way that they do the storytelling. I just, it's like, it's so good. That game is just the exploration, everything about that game. Masterclass. That game's amazing. It yeah. really is. Yeah, even. So I, I, I just want to say, so when I was playing through the game, I gotta admit, I looked up how to beat bosses. Like I did research mm. on how to fight them because I kind of felt like, I mean, learning how to beat things is probably a, a big thing for a lot of people. Like there's that, there's the the knowledge, like being like, oh, I figured it out. I'm too uh, lazy and dumb. But even still, having like done the research on bosses, like Ishin, it was like, what's what the, like? I didn't look up cheese strats because like, I want to like learn the actual fight, and I needed to learn like what are the mechanics that I should be using, like if I need to use like a, uh, what do you call that? The the prosthetic, you know, like what's a good prosthetic to use, stuff like that. Um, and even still, like I found the game really really enjoyable, and it didn't make it like easy. It just made it like more approachable, and like less trial and error on my part and i think that that's a testament like whereas like like in an elden ring or something it's like if you look up a strat like generally you're gonna look up something that's kind of not cheesy uh, if you consider uh, like using like bleed or frost or whatever it's like if that's cheese then yeah um but like you're maybe not learning the fight as well as like in sekiro when you just have to like it's like here's the patterns here's a good maybe side weapon to use but otherwise you just got to be perfect like the owl fight the first time i didn't do the the other one um my heart was like racing oh. and like i just you just have to be like dodge at the right time and fucking he's throwing the ball up and you're like oh shit but can't you that was yeah that was fucking that was so intense but it was so fucking worth it um and i looked up how to do it but that was that was okay um so i appreciate the game for that um still being hard and and rewarding even when you um kind of cheat quote unquote you know what's what's funny on that on that topic uh-huh. is is when i started when i actually beat Asian was kind of like i got in this mindset of i don't care if i die yeah like, i'm just gonna just right. do it and just like whatever and i kind of loosened up and slowed down and that's when it becomes very approachable because there actually is a pretty substantial window for almost every attack Ishin has mm-hmm. for you to react. Like, there's a pretty fair telegraphed. You just have to really focus on it. If you really pay attention, like, the signs are all there. Like, they, they give it all yeah. to you, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I I get too into it, and I get too mad. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've realized the anger is almost, like, um, contrived or, like, just forced. Like, I just make myself mad, and I have to, like, kind of just... You have to go zen. You just got to let it melt. Also, I think listening to my own music helps. <laughs> I like mm. with Elden Ring. It took me like I really wanted to listen to music the whole time, but I wanted to save or like keep some sense of uh, purity with the experience. But now that I can listen to my own stuff after beating it, I'm like, this is a lot th- th- calmer <laughs> of an experience. Mm. I always have a moment whenever I fight a really hard FromSoft boss. Like I'll kind of go into this. Uh, realization that it's like okay this is a this is gonna be a project yeah so I can't focus on like getting mad when I lose like this is gonna take some time and I think that I think I learned that from uh, the Bloodborne DLC yeah. 
Like, uh, I think when I started fighting Ludwig, I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. take, a, take a deep <laughs> breath. This might take a couple days. And, like, I think, yeah, I think once you kind of remove the, the thought that, like, I have to win this and you're just kind of fighting it and fighting it and fighting it and chipping away at it, that's when it becomes more approachable, as Kevin said. Yeah. Amen. That's when it becomes most fun, too. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I, I'm just going to get practice. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get practice. Just, mm-hmm. to just master this. Right. Yeah. Fucking Sakura. What a good game. Uh, good all game. right. What is this? Uh, the Council? <laughs> so, um, since Elden Ring is basically the only game I've played since February, um, for the most part, mm. there, the, except there was one game that I was playing with my partner. Um, the council um it's this sort of think like a telltale game you know like story based you're just doing a lot of dialogue and there's a little bit of puzzling but it's actually some of the later puzzles are kind of like too intricate for their own good um or i don't feel like they give you very good clues for them in any case the the premise is you're this uh you're the son of this woman who's in this this council this sort of secret um kind of almost cabal of like uh elite people in the world like it's it takes place in the 17 probably 90s or whatever so like george washington's there napoleon's there um (laughs) other people i don't know if they're real or not (laughs) but other historical figures or whatever and you're you're trying to find your mom for one and two you're trying to help the the head of this group sort of uh, make big global decisions and it's kind of about capitalism and it's kind of about uh spoilers demons and uh, <laughs> yeah it goes it goes into some kind of wacky places um but one it kind of looks like shit like the 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 graphics like or like the 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 levels look nice but like the character facial animation is just like piss just like barely there like everyone looks uncanny and creepy like animatronics um it the writing is kind of lame um and i don't think it really goes into depth into its themes as much as it would like to um like i was sold on it because my brother he had played it and he was like yeah it gets weird he told me like about the 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 fact that you're you're a demon like you it turns out you're the son of a demon and you can control people's minds and stuff and i was like oh that sounds crazy and weird like it like it doesn't reveal that until like three episodes in it's episodic as well uh telltale um not by telltale but like that style um but it kind of just like falls flat and that doesn't really explore that a lot so it was kind of disappointing unfortunately but um it was an interesting enough experience, I guess. You know, you get to make choices. You get your hand cut off, like The Walking Dead, um, hearkening back to that. Uh, spoilers for The Walking Dead, season one, sorry. Um, oh! <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was, eh. It was mostly like a, a curiosity. It was a curio of a game. Kind of crappy, but weird twists and turns, and it, kept my interest a little bit most of my partner was playing i, I, I let her because 
she she likes playing like the sort of adventure games and stuff and solving mysteries or whatever um but but yeah that's that's really it that's all i played besides Elden ring and uh would i recommend it no and that's all i could <laughs> say about that <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i don't think so i don't even uh. think it, it's not like it doesn't get weird and, and i have like a weird uh tolerance for weird stuff i guess like i i need some like really crazy shit what did i think was not weird enough i thought crash david cronenberg's crash wasn't weird enough for me so like i got i'm i expect a lot from things um so the the, the sex with the wound just didn't do no it that you. was like okay that's pretty that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> the back of someone's leg i mean if you got a leg fetish like you know i'm sure you got off to that mm. um you know if there's a hole in a leg and you put your dick in it like it just that just seems like you know a natural thing to do right. it's not weird it's just you know an inclination <laughs> Aaron's Sorry. just shaking his head like <laughs> I know this is a PG podcast maybe I don't know yeah what the fuck man <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, okay well I guess I won't be playing the council even though if you look on the steam page it's got it's like about this game and then it's got this guy who looks like he's straight out of Dishonored um, okay. Wait. Who? Who? I don't know who he is. It's just it's, it's a photo, or it's a you know, it's a still of a dude who looks like he's out of dishonor. He's got these big chops and these little beady eyes and like a I'm strange going. shaped face. I'm going like to the page. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like a very interesting game. Um, like it, so, it's trying to do like sort of an RPG thing where like you get stats throughout the game and that should that affects like the choices you're allowed to make and like the you know the decisions and stuff but i i think that one you get such a glut of points every you know i think every chapter maybe or like you know subsection of each episode that like that kind of doesn't matter by the end like you're not like role playing very much um and like I think you know, it's one of those things where it's you can kind of solve every problem with every, uh, like you know, if you're the the smart guy, you can think your way through, or if you're the the say pickpocket, whatever. I don't think that's really a thing, but like you could pickpocket your way to the answer. Like there's always some answer, and it's not really that different, mm. or you're gonna get to the same place regardless. And it's not like an immersive sim where you know the gameplay is intrinsically interesting and the different choices mm. are fun in different ways it's just like you're just talking and pressing a different button so it doesn't really fulfill you know it's not like a disco elysium where like there's so many different Mm. options you know like that's the gold standard at this point and you know having played Mm. that that definitely uh (laughs) soured something so restrained Mm. you can see that yeah (laughs) all right well don't check it out guys stay away from the council (laughs) unless that sounds interesting (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you're into weird historical fantasy fiction and yeah, maybe, but don't. All right. Oren, cue me up. What are we doing here? Um, we are, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Elden Ring season is ending. Okay. What's the new season? Like there's a new season. We, we don't know. Out. There's a new one. It was it was announced recently. 
Like, like we got a David Cronenberg movie <laughs> June third. Yeah, we got Summer Games Fest in mm. mid June, and we also have a Microsoft Bethesda conference. So the tides Very are changing, funny. folks. It is a new season. It's I'm in Chicago. It's warm weather finally, and it's May after months of snow and toil and like i was starving and freezing to death but not anymore not anymore starving to death yeah that portillo's sure a lot of food in chicago we had was his only meal that day (laughs) (laughs) i've only been eating deep dish pizzas this whole time and it's not Uh, nourishment it's just making me fat aaron oh man but anyway yes microsoft bethesda conference coming up june uh, June twelfth, I oh, believe. Okay. Yes. Mm. So, what do you guys think? What What are your hopes? What are your fears? What are your predictions? We're gonna see a little bit. Are of we G- getting Indiana Jones? What should, should we talk about? Each are we each getting Congress Bad for Day Two or each publisher first, or do you want to just talk just broadly about everything? Should we group it? Uh, Maybe we should separate it by each. Give some structure to this conversation. So, what, yeah, what do we want from Xbox, Microsoft? I, I can. Start I want off. more yeah, Sea of Thieves 3. content. More Sea of Thieves. Granted, I want. <laughs> I want Wolfenstein Three. Like, uh, come on, A real Wolfenstein. Please, 3, yeah. where's, Wolfen- where's Wolfenstein Three, guys? I mean, Indiana Jones is really cool, and I'll play that. But where the hell is Wolfenstein Three? Come on, please. Wait, 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 Zach. You don't want Wolfenstein Youngblood too? Why? <laughs> Those characters were so funny. No, I haven't played it, so I can't speak on it. Maybe it is good and I'd like it, mm. but not from what I've heard. <laughs> wow. You know, I didn't think it was that bad, uh-huh. but it had some issues. But um, I want to know whatever the hell Arcane's making. I want Prey 2. This is, if, this, if I can just well, say they're making anything, the multiplayer game. Yeah, Redfall. Yeah, so, I don't want yeah, that. That's... Um, I, want, I want the Quake... Doom 2016 yes. for Quake 1. Yes, that might happen. that's the big one for I, me. I yeah. want it yeah, to I, be, like, so dour and rusty. And, like, I want it to, like, take Quake 1 style and just, like, distill it into this just, like, fucking depressing ass. Get Trent Reznor back, baby. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quake oh, Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> I really want that, too. Trent Reznor. Make, every texture has to be brown. Yes. Um, and yes. chunky and pixelated. Mm-hmm. I want particles, um, no blood. Like I want particles for blood. So I know this is weird, but like I would like to see them try another Rage game. I don't think they will, but I liked Rage. I thought Rage Two like was mixed bag, but I liked the first Who Rage. Who made Rage Two? Um, mm. Id yeah, and, and Id. It was it Avalanche. 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 Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Avalanche has a mixed track record of of decent and and not as good of games. Um, also, I'm just curious, like Tango, if they're gonna make anything like Evil Within oh, right. or something else. I'm just like, oh, Ghostwire. I don't know. I have to play. I bought Ghostwire. <laughs> I have to play that. I play a little so bit. I, have, I haven't played I have enough a, to give impressions yet. Yeah. But I have Warren? a thing about the Ghostwire I want to talk about. Uh, my brother has been playing Ghostwire Tokyo, and he was like really high on the game. He's a huge Evil Within oh, fan. Okay. Like mm. Evil Within Two is his favorite game of all time, basically. Wow. And I, I love Evil Within Two. It's one of my favorites too. And uh, I was talking to him about Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm like, he's like, ah, oh, this game is so good. It's different, but it's good. And then like I talked to him like a few days later. How's Ghostwire Tokyo? Ah, oh, yeah. Like I'm still playing it. 
And then I talked to him like two weeks later and I'm like, Hey, how's Ghostwire Tokyo? He's like, ah, I, I, I never, I never finished yeah. it. I just, I just, I just never. So I kind of got, I guess it's just not that good. Oh, well, hmm. anyway, maybe I'll try it, but I would like to see a new Tango game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like to see, I've heard that they want to make a non-horror game, which is a little sad for me, but I get it. They don't want to be, you know, struck, stuck to one mm-hmm. genre. I mean, Ghostwire is like, you know, that's action. I know it's got like the aesthetics. Action. But, yeah. Horror setting, but action game. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, um, personally, I really want the Obsidian, or excuse me, Obsidian, the Coalition to make another Gears game. <laughs> I know that maybe that's not what they're doing, but I, re- I think that they're like one of the best devs in the business, and I really, I have high hopes for whatever else they're working on. Yeah. So, I don't I know. I would kind of like uh, them to make something that isn't, I, like, Gears is cool, but... I don't want to do chest high walls anymore, I guess. Or at least I want to see what they could do beyond that. Like, clearly they can make some pretty amazing stuff, you know, spectacle-wise yeah. or whatever. It's like, let's change this up a little bit. But maybe go back to six later. That's kind of what I think, too. I almost think that they should maybe make something else. Because I do think that they have the potential to make an incredible something right. else. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, mind, like, a gears of gears six that changes it up a bit where they do more like last of us style combat like the guns just have more of like a punch and like you're blowing guys hands off or whatever like uh, and they're screaming and they're screaming <laughs> like like wouldn't that be cool billy, if they're like billy they, no <laughs> you killed his, his <laughs> locust friend billy and he has a backstory mm. well well, well, not the emotional part okay. of it, but more of like the impact part of it. Like, uh, no, I want the emotional yeah, part of it. <laughs> sure, why not? But like in Gears Five, like when still when you shoot a guy with the lancer, it's like almost like you're shooting pellets at them that are just bouncing yeah. off of them. It's uh, an like, airsoft rifle until you it's hit an them with airsoft shotgun and they jib. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like wouldn't that be awesome though? Like a Gear Six games where you just have the Lancer and you just do burst fire and you just rip a guy in half just yeah, with like right. three bullets. Like, ah! you know, mm-hmm. I'd be Gears of War yeah. Three. I just played it. That was a that was another game that I played before, right before Elden Ring. But I will say the 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 Lambent, the way they explode when you shoot them, like that was very satisfying. That's one character. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. That's all I need to say. I like how they come out of the stalks too, like the stalks come out of the ground and they all like come out of the pods. Yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah, I like that better than throwing the grenade in the hole because I could never aim that right. But anyway. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Uh, I I wonder what Obsidian's doing. Like, are they well, making Outer Worlds too? Avowed. Avowed. And also, Outer Worlds two was announced. It's, right. Like that's, it's basically Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, that that's what they're doing. Say <clears throat> hmm. Um, and then three four three of course Fable. is going to be. Yeah, Fable, that's true. There's a lot of possibilities here, people. There's a Wait, lot. Fable? Who cares? All right. Sorry. <laughs> Big picture. Is, wow. Uh, that was yeah. my that was like my favorite game in seventh yeah. grade, Fable. That's, really? Fable? That's a seventh grader's like, game. And then you move on. You <laughs> grow up. Okay. Uh, I, it's, like, oh, it's funny harsh. you say that. It's funny that you, that you say that because... For like over a decade, I've wanted a, a Conqueror's Bad for a day too, oh, okay. mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. I am, I'm in my thirties, and I'm really thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want a Conqueror's Bad for a day no. too. I've just been hanging on to that because I've been wanting mm-hmm. it ever since I was like fifteen, yeah. but I don't think I actually like. If they announce it, I'll be like, cool, but will I actually play it? Probably yeah. not. So, yeah. 
That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, people. Okay. Is Starfield coming out this year? Yes no. or no? No. I, I, <laughs> I kind of agree. they haven't shown any gameplay, right. and it's... Yeah. Yeah. We're in the fifth month of the year. I don't I know. I mean, like, Fallout man. 4, right? Either like, it's... They showed that, like, five months before. But, like, that... I don't know. That feels so unprecedented. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say yes, it does come out, but it's going to be a buggy oh. mess that they should have yeah, delayed. I mean, so. Bethesda? Buggy mess? <laughs> How dare you imply such a thing? That's never happened before. Um, it's either going to, they're either going to have like a 30 minute, like complete first, yeah. you know, half, like half of the intro. They're like, yeah, check it out, all this stuff. Or they're going to be like, yeah, actually, we're pushing it back to Christmas 2023. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. I don't even really know. I mean, I'm really curious to see how this event goes because I just don't know what's on the docket for fall for Xbox. So also Halo Infinite. Just I mean, they just did the season two roadmap and I'm still like it said on the roadmap co-op in August. Maybe. And I'm like, okay, maybe (laughs) that's mean. (laughs) maybe yeah Yeah, it was like tentative release co-op august and i'm like well that's i got they just fucked it up i don't think you should (laughs) i think launching a halo game without co-op is a yeah it's just like it's hard to be like launching a jrpg without combat or something or without parties it's like what this is like fundamental core of the game and yeah. I think I don't know if it's asking a lot of people to have like to be like, oh, the co-op's back. If you want to play it now, it's like, are people gonna want to go back, or is it kind of like, you know, are you just playing the multiplayer yeah. and that's it? Like we'll we'll see. People aren't even playing oh, really? that. Yeah. The multiplayer is like Damn. dying or dead. I think they the had their, their momentum. I really think when you launch a game, you need to. There has been some redemption Phoenix stories, but you got to have that those features down when you launch. I, not having co-op on launch is like, I don't know. I think it hurt that game a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I just think it's funny that like the two killer apps right now for Xbox are not Halo and not Gears, but Forza and Forza. Sea of Thieves. Those are the, the two that are the most popular games. So funny. I, I, I did not, I did not predict I would fall into the universe where those were the two biggest yeah, games right. on Xbox, but here we are. Go oh, rare. Good for you. Yeah. Mm. They needed they you know what they needed yeah. a win. It's been it's been a real it's, it's been, been like it's been 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 20 years <laughs> since they had a win. So. Uh speaking of rare though, I know this is not being made by rare. Perfect Dark. Oh right. That game is uh the initiative. It's been yeah. a lot of a lot of problems so, behind the scenes potentially. What do you guys think? We're we gonna see anything of that game. That relates to our news. Crystal Dynamics co developing it. Right. Was sold to Embracer. Right. Apparently, they're going to continue working on it. Okay. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I I, I, I fear for the. Is this game going to be a first person shooter or is it going to be a third person action? It, game? How could it not be a first person shooter? I don't know. That would be crazy. I, I, think, I, I think it's third person. That's my prediction. Third person? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Third or first? I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be a third person. Uh, I'm concerned it will game. be a third-person game, wow. but it, to me that is wrong. I, I don't know how you could change a, a very, you know, in my opinion, important first-person shooter game to a third-person game. It just seems wrong. It, it is wrong, but I think they're just using the IP to try to compete with Naughty Dog, yeah, and make their like massive 
narrative experience game. I just think Perfect Dark was almost like an immersive sim on the N64, right? Like in a way. And as we said, <laughs> that don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's true. Perfect Dark, outside of Resident Evil 4, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Loki has the best hit detection of any really? video game ever. <laughs> Actually, awesome. like, at the, the, wherever you shoot the uh the yeah. enemy like if you shoot them in the hand they grab their hand if you shoot them in the arm they grab their arm like it's amazing how precise it is i, wonder, I never you can shoot their uh, gun out of their hand and they'll drop it right. they'll try and run and grab it and if you run and grab it they'll then pull a pistol out oh damn <laughs> okay that's pretty sweet yeah this or, is on the or, n64 or they won't or they won't pull a pistol out surrender and have their oh, hands really? up yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then some of them, if you turn around, they'll then pull a gun out and try and shoot you in the back. <laughs> oh, okay. So I need to play that game. It's genius. It's genius. It, we we got to go back. Like like, what are we doing? Like the hit detection's gotten so like basic in modern video. Games. I think what we really need we is back. a perfect dark uh, re-release or I don't know, just like port. It, they did on it. XBLA. There is there's really a remaster. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Port, it's on. It came out like five six years ago. It's good. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's good. What? Yeah. Yep. I played it on PC. I don't think it's it on even, PC. It even though. has Ken Lobb as one of the faces, the classic face of the guy. I don't know if he has his face in Goldeneye like this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's clob. in it. The Clob. Name after him. He's in it. He's like he's got. They have his modern face. He's like older now. It's pretty good. I want to play it on PC. They should it's make really a v- solid. Uh, if it's Microsoft really ever does a VR game, Perfect Dark would be the one with that with all those Ooh. hit reactions like. Because because Goldeneye was originally going to have because going to be a light gun game right. right that's why they have all those hit, hit animations like a, VR is like the you know modern better better version of a light gun game so that that would be an incredible VR ooh game. VR Goldeneye I'm, I'm down for that that's not going to happen though VR Perfect Dark could happen it's it's the same game basically so yeah. could if Microsoft ever enters the game I think it'll be even game though game. I played both games extensively in in my youthishness uh, it does not occupy the same sense of nostalgia as as Goldeneye for me. Mm. Yeah. But it's still, it's oh, still good. I, I like Perfect Dark more than Goldeneye. Like a lot more, I mean, it's a actually. better game. I love it. It's Cyberpunk an objectively vibe. better game. Yeah. It's just, it's it's the more violent and... Yeah. Like, Goldeneye feels like the first pass in a lot of yeah. ways. I know that Goldeneye is like the trailblazer, but... Goldeneye Dark, is the first pass. Oh. But yeah, but yeah. It, Perfect Dark is just... I also always like Joanna Dark. Amazing. She's like a funny, like witty character. Like she talks a lot. Right. And she's like sassy. She's yeah, like, she's, she's like great. A, a good protagonist that's not talked about that often. <clears throat> the one bad thing about Perfect Dark, though, is that uh, the second half—well, not the second half, like the final third of the game—has a lot of levels where you shoot aliens, and they're just not as fun. The Skedar. They're just not as good. They suck. <laughs> they suck. Get our shit. I, I feel like every time I play through Perfect Dark, I just stop playing the game at those levels. I'm like, the game's over. <laughs> it ended. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. Or make a prediction. What's what, give me a bold ass prediction and a hope. Um. Okay. I hope that we get the Quake 2016 reboot previewed and it looks amazing and it's quake 2016 or <laughs> doom 2016 quake okay wow i completely messed that up but yeah the quake reboot that's like doom 2016 do we, do we want it to take quake eternal like design cues from eternal like more like go that route or no. go more like 
Yeah, okay. not at all. Yeah, not right. at all. No, not a, not <laughs> eternal. No. I don't know if we can talk uh, about this, but <laughs> no, no, so so fine. no, I, I do want to say that no, that's because really I was really concerned point. about that. <laughs> no, no, this is a great point because uh, Doom Eternal has like a really cartoony yeah. aesthetic that I thought was detrimental. Oh, I like completely. I it's just oh, its own like, thing. Oh, good for it's you. Own... You're wrong, but it's, it's, its fine. <laughs> I I would like to see the quake be yeah, it, t- occupy its own space. No, no. Here, I don't want it, Quake to have dashing. I don't want it to be a farming game where I have to farm resources from the enemies where I only have like 10 shots. I don't want any of that. Mm. If he can bring the tension of Doom Eternal, like the, the difficulty, because Doom Eternal has this thing where the enemies are always on your shit. Mm-hmm. That I like. But I don't want dashing. I don't want farming. Cod keys. I don't want any of that okay. shit. That's Check it out. That. Check it out. It's the Quake 2016. I said it again. The Quake reboot trailer. And the first thing that you see it's just you're on a platform and you jump and dash to another platform and then you jump and dash to another platform. And you get your cat claws you in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and it's like, oh no, they fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So that's my hope right. anyway. Quake reboot. What was the other one? The other question? Prediction? Well, you, you um, said bold prediction. And pre- I think is Quake your hope? Quake's oh, my that's hope. That's his hope. Quake's my hope. My prediction is um, Starfield's coming out in November this year. Okay. That's my prediction. All right. All right, Zach. A hope and a prediction. Just for, like, Microsoft Bethesda? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Do I have a hope? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Quake 2016, right? That's a good one. Um, I guess I could steal that. That's what we're calling it. Quick, 2016. Um, prediction, shit, man. I, I, I guess I'll go opposite. I don't think Starfield is going to come out. I, th- and in that case, Elder Scrolls, we probably, if it'll even be mentioned, we probably won't see anything. Um, 2031. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. I, I'm I'm not the type of person to to look forward to things. I just let it wash over me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to live, to be honest. I try. Yeah, float in the river, uh, Kevin. G- g- my my hope me. is that they'll release a Doom and Quake crossover DLC for Forza Horizon Five, and we can race through the Demos and Tech Base Labs and Hell. Um, I think that would be the most amazing thing if they ever did that. It would never happen. <laughs> That's a hope. But I mean, if I could, mm. if you could race through Doom levels, I mean, come on, who doesn't want that? That would just be incredible. Um, my prediction is sadly that Wolfenstein Three is not in production because Nazis are too politically hot and not good marketing, not good, not good right now. So I think it's probably not in Dev. They're probably going to be working on uh, what's it called instead, the Indiana Jones game, which. A little more There's savvy. no Nazis in that. Right. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, I, I think, uh, I don't know, I do think there was some controversy with Wolfenstein 2 that they didn't, uh, I don't know why there was controversy, I don't know what was controversial, but it was, it was. there were yeah. some problems, I guess, with with something about it, and I don't know if it's going to be done. Uh, I, well, I think it didn't sell super well either, but... It sucks. I think yeah. it's one of the best shooters ever. I still, I still always, I'll die on that hill, that Wolfenstein 2 is just an amazing shooter, but... All right. Yeah. Looks good. Um, hmm. I predict something new, something something crazy, 
unexpected, but like that that we all are gonna shit our pants. One crazy prediction. I don't know what it's gonna be because I because I'm not that smart. Um, and, and I hoped that you know we get we get a a, a Quake Eternal. I want Quake Eternal. Can't, not Man. Quake 2016. Quake Eternal. I want Quake Eternal. Well, you don't have any of the grays and browns and dark shadows. Instead, you just have like cartoony zombies who are like eh, actually has like a laser. What, what I really want like, eh. is the Quake Two remaster for series x and everything like night dive treatment yeah. for quake okay. 2 I, I i think it's gonna happen this year at mm. the end of the year i think we'll see that that's why i i forgot to mention that because because it, it'll have been 20 years for quake 2 this year oh yeah that's interesting so, hmm. yeah. i think i want i that i want right. i think this is about the a new quake I think I'd want like a Quake Doom Three. I know that sounds bad, but like almost atmospheric and horror. No, you know good. what I mean? Like in in a way, like still first person shooter, but that sounds yeah, good just, actually. Just, yeah, not as like the the going in the Eternal in the 2016 where it's about like sort of arena murder. Like maybe go away from that. I like those games, but like if we want Quake to be different, I think yeah, going in like a a horror dark, darker, rustier uh, direction would be good. I want that. I'm, I'd be yeah. someone to that. I'd be into it too. That'd what if Tango awesome. made a Quake oh, horror game? Shit. That'd be badass. Now we're cooking with fire. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it and Tango. Do the Tango. Mm-hmm. Please. All right. Uh, I don't even know what there is to say about summer games. Is, is there anything, Oren? Um, we might get a Kojima announcement. That'd be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. Okay. That could be. Sweet. That'd be good. Go I don't know. I don't know. Bloodborne for PC. Bloodborne for PC. (laughs) I think that actually I was looking at Twitter like Jeff Keighley posted. I think today he was like, what do you want to see from Summer Game Fest? And like half the comments were Bloodborne Remastered. Yeah, (laughs) that's going to happen. I think for real. It's gonna be. So? I think that's what. I think that's what. I mean, Demon Souls. I think Sony. Come on, Sony knows that. That's that's money. Yeah, Demon Souls sold well enough. I think. And my Elden Ring is like blowing up there's no way sony doesn't notice that bloodborne remastered is just there is just such a clear demand for it like i just don't know why they would not do that the only reason i would see them not doing it is probably because they don't want to compete with elden ring so maybe they wouldn't release it at this point but maybe in the future when when there's a dry up of of FromSoft, which would be smart i just don't want them to change Hmm. the art like they will (laughs) okay i know it happened with Demon. Like if you look at the Demon Souls remaster, yeah. they it made it much yeah. more gothic and and kind of lavish yeah. compared to the more and like Roman esque. Fucked up the Maiden in Black theme. Yeah, they did. Everything's a little bit more bigger and and larger than life. And Demon Souls, it was kind of more muted. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's still pretty good though. It looks great still, um, but they changed yeah. it. Yeah. But it is is not the same. Hmm. I don't right. have any other predictions outside of it, but I would like to see either Bloodborne or if Kojima has something that would be cool. Um, I, de- I definitely want to get back into the hype cycle of Kojima yeah. re- releasing weird short films for games. And you're like, I don't know what the oh. fuck this is for like two. Dude, years I missed so. that. Me too. I missed <laughs> that yeah. too. Oh my God. That was amazing. Those were like as good as playing Death Stranding for me. And I love Death Stranding. <laughs> I think better, even though I like Death Stranding. Yeah. Those uh, are awesome. One other, one other thing about Hideo Kojima that I love. I don't know if I've been following his Twitter uh, closely, he is like such a cheerleader for David Cronenberg, and I just, mm-hmm. I just really like that. I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, 
Good guy. All right. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, fuck Summer Games. Jeff Keeley, you, you can die. No, I'm kidding. I love Jeff Keeley. Uh, <laughs> wow. He kills E3. Oh, Come on. Can I, I don't want him to die. I just yeah. want his marriage to be dissolved or something bad to happen. <laughs> something emotionally <laughs> fraught, that's, but he's alive. Can I give like a, a, a nuanced version of that? Because I do have feelings okay. about this. I okay. miss E3 because it felt like a collaboration of all of the game publishers and developers kind of coming mm. together. And it wasn't about a person, or I do think Summer Game Show is about Jeff Keighley. <laughs> and I like Jeff Keighley, but there does feel like there's a small bit of vanity there that I, I'm like, dude, you should be letting this last. Yeah. Like, I don't need you to be in both game events of the year. Like, you're awesome. Like, you're great. But, like, let 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 E3 be E3. Don't don't kill it with Summer Game Show on Amazon. I don't know. I just, eh. It's okay. It's he's, done. He's I mean, E3 though, was but... on its way out anyway because it just yeah. doesn't make sense in this economy. <laughs> but uh, but do you think we'll yeah. call we'll this see. time of right. year E3 anyway? Like, I feel like that's... Okay, that's yes. just yeah. like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's the Kleenex E3. of... E3 yeah. dies hard. <laughs> yeah. Though I will say, yeah. I feel like Sony has had this weird energy where they just don't do anything anymore for E3. Like, they just kind of... They're like, we'll show our stuff in August. And so, yeah. I guess that part's mm-hmm. not E3. They're like um, the angsty teenager, like, rebelling. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to show with you guys. But yeah. they'll always, like, they'll always drop, like, an extended showcase for some big game, like, right before the Microsoft conference to try to steal their thunder. Like, they did that last year with Horizon Forbidden West, and they did that with Death Stranding. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this year it's going to be, here's a 30-minute God of yeah. War Ragnarok game. And it's going to drop, like, two days before the Microsoft conference. <laughs> like that's Mark your calendars. Drop. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> all right well this is this has been good but i think it's time to uh wrap it up guys did, did everybody bring recommendations yeah, yeah i did yeah. Uh, i'm gonna okay. recommend an Aaron recommendation oh yeah severance was a very good show i liked it i can't believe ben stiller produ- made that like i said I, I said on uh, social media that I think it's my favorite Terry Gilliam thing since Terry Gilliam stopped making good movies. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. Did he make it? <laughs> no, no, okay. no. But it's ben Terry Stiller. Gilliam style. Well, what? what's up? Is it in? Is Terry Gilliam style like Brazil or five? Well, months? yeah, it, it has yeah. the same energy okay. as like Brazil or Twelve Monkeys, nice. um, in my opinion, at least. But. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's really it's a really cool show. It got me thinking about real pro- problems I've been having with like uh, work life balance and uh, corporate capitalism. I think it handles those themes in like really clever science fictiony ways. And uh, I'm looking forward to season two. Uh, also, Dude, what really- a finale, huh? Yes, great finale. Oh my God. Uh, in some ways, I feel like if they ended the show there, I would have still been satisfied, just kind of like leaving questions unanswered. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, John Turturro is amazing in it, um, which is great. Totally. I love seeing I love seeing old timer actors give great performances. So good show. All right, uh, Zach. Um, I'll just go with I've been listening to. Denzel Curry's most recent album. Um, what's the album title? Melt My Eyes. Uh, I need to. Did you play Elden Ring? <laughs> I don't know if he did. He did not make a <laughs> FromSoft reference in the album. Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Um, Denzel Curry, I just, I, hip hop rapper. 
uh, hip hop rapper, hippity hop. Uh, just good beats. He has really good catchy choruses. Uh, he has a song with T Pain, uh, Troubles. That one's really catchy. Um, just a fun, good time. You know, some conscious rap in there. But uh, but yeah, if you're any, if anyone listening is into hip hop, don't sleep on Denzel Curry. Uh, Zoo is fucking fun and like a good party album and uh unlocked is is great and uh melt my eyes is pretty damn good too that's my wreck cool nice kevin uh i'm gonna recommend uh doom rtx it's not a game per per se but it's Mm. a port of a game that i like um obviously i'm a big fan of classic doom but uh it's um adds full ray tracing and lighting to a game that never had it or was designed for it and it's very cool to see how the developers despite the fact that they didn't really place these little lights in these places to have real lighting it actually still kind of works on the maps the way that they designed it which is just interesting because like i don't know 20 how many years later now it's been 30 something year i don't know a long time years later that somehow adding real lighting to their game works on their map so it's it's trippy to go through and look at every little corner which i've been doing nerdily um just to see how it all kind of comes out um if you have a modern gpu on pc you can do it on both amd now which you couldn't do it before but now you can do it on amd i have an amd card or nvidia so uh check it out it's it's if you are a fan of classic doom it's really a a really cool way to see the game Hmm. cool yeah i still need to check that out i uh i've been meaning to oddly mine's in the same vein i've been playing quake 64 on my series x uh which which actually like i played quake for the first time on a computer but like at a friend's house and then when i played it home for the first time i played it on the nintendo 64 so it's kind of fun to go back to that old bizarre version i don't recommend it on pc because it's if you're unless you turn off the crt filter too close to that crt filter will like hurt (laughs) your brain uh, but yeah. if, if you're playing at a TV viewing distance, it's really nice. It feels really good on a controller. I think that they, I want to say they changed the damage, but I could be totally wrong about that. They might have. It just feels slightly more Is impactful. Um, the, it, I don't know. Quake, I played like on PC, like you own Quake and that's like a separate mode or something. It's like a mod, uh, so quote mod. You can n- Night Dive in included though. the ability to play like modded versions or yeah. packs uh, or map packs. And so it's one of the map packs you can download that's included with the remaster that came out last year. Cool. And um, it, it's a f- totally faithful version of Quake 64 as it yeah. was released on the Nintendo 64. You know, yeah. It has the, like, uh, Night it, Dive did it themselves. And it has the weird funky yeah. lighting and the new, the different map geo, which is like, I, whenever we play Quake, I'm always like, this is how I remember it, kind of. But then when I played that, I was like, oh, yeah. this is how I remember this game looking. This is it right here. So. Yeah. A different soundtrack, too, by Aubrey Hodges. So it's instead yeah. of, you don't get the Trent Reznor uh, industrial, you get this more, well, I guess it's still kind of industrial, with this like more ambient, like noisy, but like subdued yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Sweet. All right. Cool. Yeah. It's well, awesome. Zach, thanks for showing up. It's been it's been a while, yeah, but it's been fun. You. I'm yeah. always I'm always down. I mean, not always. Uh, but, all right, <laughs> not not always. <laughs> I need a break sometimes. Even Kevin takes breaks. Damn it. I do. So. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> all right, Madden, we love you, uh, and uh, that's that's all we got for this week. We will have a uh, 
there's I think there's an Elden Ring podcast that's, that's been recorded, possibly. That could oh, be, I'll have to check that out. Could be released. Yeah, just keep keep an eye on your uh, your feed. But uh, all right, that's it. Everybody have a good week. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye bye. Bye bye.